Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jimmy Sky Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, January the 15th, 2023. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are going to touch on behavior changes to keep those healthy habits moving as you guys roll through the new year and beyond. But before I jump into all that, a couple quick housekeeping things. One, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app is rocking and rolling. If you guys want to hop in there, jeremyscottfitness.app, you guys get a week for free. You can try it out, see if you like it. If you think it sucks, you can go do something else. But I share all my personal weekly workouts in there. So the things I actually do myself, all the torture sessions I go through, you guys get access to those. All of our four programs, we have complete tabs built in there, upper body, lower body, mobility, nutrition, mindset, you name it. All of our nutritional content as well, all the guides are in there, the macro guides, smoothie guides, we have cookbooks in there. And anything you request um, within reason, we load it in there for you to try. And again, we do probably four major transformation challenges a year inside of there where we do uh, grand prizes. A lot of times we fly you guys either to here, um, put you up in a pretty sweet resort or fly you to sunny Orlando, Florida, let you stay in a vacation home there. And then we do weekly prizes all the way throughout. There's referral contests, you name it. The thing is locked and loaded. So if you're looking for something to do to take with you to the gym, when you travel on the road, maybe you train from home, I would check it out. It's free for a week to see if it's your jam. Jeremy's got fitness.app and it's in the show notes right now if you guys want to check it out. On top of that, you already know this episode is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. The one thing I take every single day and I never miss, especially when it's cold and flu season or I'm training super hard. I'm a psychopath, so sometimes I even double up and I'll take two green servings in a day, plus my bigger dude. Athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott will get you guys a year's supply of free vitamin D, which you should already be taking, and five free travel packs with your first order. If you've never tried it, you've heard me talk about it, maybe you've heard other people talk about it, and you want a free sample, message us. Don't feel weird. We're happy to send it right to your front door. You can try it for free. See if you like it, and then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. If you were only going to buy one supplement, this would be the thing that I would take. It has probiotics in it, digestive enzymes, and it's the antioxidant equivalent to about 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies. So it's really tough to beat. Uh, it's the best tasting greens in my opinion. Uh, it's the one thing I don't really dread taking. I've tried pretty much every other greens out there, and it would just be like, it'd feel like a chore taking it, and I'd have to choke it down, sometimes even over a toilet, because I would gag, and this is not what happens when I take Athletic Greens, so hit me up for a free sample, otherwise, link is in the show notes to get all the free stuff today, and we're brought to you by our friends at Beam CBD, beamtlc.com, you guys can put in the code Jeremy Scott, get 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions, we take the Dream product as our almost nightly uh, CBD sleep aid. There's no THC in it. It won't get you high. It's not habit forming, but it will help you get to sleep and stay asleep. We also have a ton of free samples of that as well as the collagen hydration packs here. So if you guys want to try one of the samples, all the samples, just message me. I'm happy to send them your way. I think we have like a week's worth for free. So you can try it for a week. See if you like it, if it helps you sleep, then you get hooked up with the huge discounts from there. Otherwise beamtlc.com, put in the code Jeremy Scott and you guys are rocking and rolling. And all the other, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, sponsors I'm going to put in the show notes are friends that sleep sold separately, where I get my joggers, my hoodies, and everything else. Our friends at Dry Farms Wine, JLab Pro, where I get our protein, turmeric, collagen, and krill oils, and the people at Kettle and Fire Bone Broth. 
If you guys have questions on anything in the show notes, please just ask or a discount code or a free sample reach out. That is why we are here and offering it and we're happy to send it to you as soon as possible. So we are talking how to kind of change your behaviors or modify them and put guardrails in place to really reach all the goals you guys have set in a very healthy habit-based way as you kind of move into the new year since we're kind of all still in that uh i guess new year new you bullshit um resolution stuff i think most people punt resolutions about right about now i think it's like january 16th to like the 20th is when they kind of die i think i could be wrong is that right well i believe so depending on Obviously, some people well, on the, do better. This article, too, mentions that depending on where you get your numbers, somewhere between 81% and 92% of New Year's resolutions fail. So the translation's at least eight times out of 10, you're more likely to fall back into your old habits and patterns than you are to stick with a new behavior. And that's what we're really going to focus on today is behavior change, which is definitely very hard. It's hard for us as well. But establishing those healthy habits versus just focusing on results and resolutions. Yeah, I think for most people, what you guys probably find is when you are stressed, you fall back to your old bullshit. That's what most people are. That's your default. Or just unclear on what you really want to change and you're overwhelmed. You probably set too many goals or too large of goals. So we can talk about that. Um and just not having a plan in place, I think, is one of the biggest reasons. Yeah, I a think. A structure. Yeah, we're going to go over kind of some of the things that we would like to do. I mean, Heather made a very detailed list. Uh, it's probably the exact same for me. Um, she's just better at lists. Mine's more arbitrary in my brain. Um, and again, I'd like her process is different than mine. Your process will be different than ours. But the point I'm driving at is you have to have a process in place. Well, and you have to take inventory, evaluate, okay, what was working well in the previous year? So in 2022, what wasn't working well? What do I want to change now that it's 2023? um, What can I add or remove and start creating an outline around those areas that you want to focus on? Because for us, or for me, you know, there's some things that I've been doing for years, but then there's some years where I need to maybe refine that goal or be more consistent in that area, depending on that specific year, what season of life I'm dealing with. And so you got to take the time to write out a plan for yourself. Otherwise, I feel like you have no direction and you're just going to be lost, confused, overwhelmed stressed out and then just give up well i think too especially early on you need to write it down and have it somewhere you can see it and look at it until it becomes ingrained in who you are it's kind of like how you set an alarm for people if you're someone who let's say your habit is hey i sleep in and that's really holding me back from getting to the gym because the rest of my work day gets busy etc etc you probably have to set an alarm or multiple alarms for a long period of time until you become that person like me who now sadly wakes up before the alarm even goes off because you've done it so long, it's become automatic. And for a lot of you, if you're not writing it down, you're not putting it in a place where you can see it, 
it's not going to get to that automatic stance yet. You'll revert back to your old stuff. You'll forget it. You'll put it off to the side and it won't become a real behavior change is what we're ultimately all kind of driving towards. And I'll say this too about me before I even go into like our specific stuff. I'm a process person. I need to know what's the process to get to the goal. And I'm not saying to not have goals because she does, I do, we do, all of you guys should as well. But I don't just focus on the end result. I focus on all the steps in the middle. For me, that's what's motivating. That's what it's exciting, even though that's the grind of it. For some reason, I enjoy that because when I look at something in the far distance, it sometimes seems like so daunting and so big, I'll never get there. But if I can see like a baby step roadmap, for me, it seems those bite sizable chunks keep me motivated day to day where maybe Heather's a big picture person and I'm more a little picture person. Would you say? Yeah. In the article that I listed here by James Clear, all about five mistakes that cause new habits to fail, um, he touches on that very point that you mentioned that the problem with most people is new goals don't deliver new results, new lifestyles do, and a lifestyle is not an outcome, it's a process. So for this reason, all of your energy should be going into building better rituals, not chasing better results, which we'll touch on later. But that's the biggest thing with, um, if you're wanting to change a habit and behavior, you have to focus on the process, not focus on that end result, which I have a hard time doing, I'll be honest. Um, and so it's really shifting your mindset and your thought process and how to incorporate those daily actions. And the biggest thing is to start small, which we can go into. But um, so for me, you know, I had listed out there's a, a variety of goals or habits that I like to follow. Um, but for the 47 day transformation that we just started, we have a group that started what last week. So it's the first week's down. Yeah, it's week two. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, okay, how can I first I created a list of everything that I do want to do on a, on a daily basis for the entire year. Um, how can I break it up and what are my three to four main goals that I can focus on for the next 47 days? So that's like how I did it. No, your list is great. And a lot of them are connected though, too. Do you want to go over the whole list and then go to the 47 day or how do you want to go about it? I like all these. I think these are important for people and people are going to take something from these where if you're someone who struggles to be healthy or you want to be healthier or just, you know, have more gratitude in your mind or more peace, I do think some of these things are applicable to many of you listening. Yeah, I can just, what I wrote down, number one, nutrition. So eating healthy, you know, so many people, including me, you can get wrapped up in like diet culture even though I feel like I had struggled with that at a younger age. Um, and I've definitely refined and educated myself and practiced on more healthy eating habits. Um, this is something that I think, especially with women, it's always going to be there. Um, there's always like the next diet or the next injection to lose weight, the quick fix and you hear women talking about it all the time. So that can be very frustrating, especially for someone that, like me, that I try really hard just to do the basic, hard, 
uh, practices. Well, you don't take any pills. Yeah. <laughs> you don't take any medication. You don't do any diet that like Nothing I Nothing extreme. I ever see. You just eat yeah. protein and vegetables for the most part. Like well, for you, like what's the biggest thing that, that is tough for you? Well, just going back to nutrition though, what I listed out is, you know, continuing to eat more organic food, non-processed, watch my portion sizes, dedicate meal times instead of just eating sporadically all over the place or getting to the point where I'm like starving myself and then eating later in the day um, if I'm really busy. Um, so being consistent and then cooking more at home instead of eating out is one of the areas that I could improve on just coming out of the holidays. Um, but yeah, going back to your point, drinking less alcohol is what I mentioned. I feel like I kind of go in waves and coming out of the holidays, that's something I really am going to focus on. And so for the 47 days, I'm doing zero drinking for 47 days. And that's one of my goals that I feel like is most important and a priority right now. Um, and then I put more hydration. I feel like I drink water all the time, but electrolyte with, water. Yeah. I've really gotten into a great habit of doing electrolytes in the morning. And so I've been doing that daily, um, daily sunlight exposure and just less technology exposure. Like how do you manage that? Cause the people are listening and saying, Hey, I sit at a computer for eight hours a day, mm-hmm. all day. Like, do you just do it all at once? Do you take little breaks? I break it up. But in the morning, I do try when I'm making my coffee, I'll even, sometimes the sun's not up yet, but usually I'm up with the sunrise time. And so I'll go out there, even if it's just like a couple, you know, two minutes, if it's cold outside, but just to... to and cold, she means like, it's 50 degrees <laughs> here, everybody. Uh, it can be, be 30s and 40s here oh, in the wintertime. Everybody in Wisconsin, it can be 30s and 40s here, everyone. <laughs> but yeah, I'll take my coffee outside and let the dog out and just get some sun sunlight exposure. But for the most part, it's when I walk the dog, I get most of it in the later part of the morning. Um, and then I'll take breaks during the day if I can. If I'm just sick of being on my computer, I'll go outside again and, and try to do an evening walk. Like, do you um, schedule the computer breaks or you're just fed up and you're like, hey, I got to get away from this for five minutes? It just depends on the day because if I have meetings in place, um, but then there's definitely moments where I'm like, I just, I, my ADD, I just like have to get out of that environment. So I was at the eye doctor like a week or two ago and she was even saying like, you should just get up. I forget what it was. It was like for every hour what did she say? I'm going to butcher it. But it was like for every hour, maybe you should just get up for like even two minutes. Mm-hmm. And like, instead of just staring at something super close, look at something far away, just get up, walk away from it. Why do you look like you're mad right now? Oh no, I'm not mad. It looks like she wants to kill me right now. No, it's my, <laughs> my back right now. <laughs> I'm just talking about eye health and like getting away from your computer. She looks like she wants to punch me in the face. No, I was just like, my back is hurting for some reason. I think I just made a face because I was like, why is well, this Well, you're hurting? old. So that's what happens when you get old. Things hurt. I'm not mad at you. Yeah. Go okay. on. I'm, I'm done. You ruined my whole, <laughs> my whole piece. No, there's a lot of research I talking th- about getting up every hour. Even just like not focusing your eyes on the computer. If you can just get up, walk around and just. Or just what I'll do in my office is I'll just do a stretch. Like get out of my office chair and just do like downward dog or something like that to stretch out. Well, that was like, I don't know if I even mentioned it on the podcast of how I eat and train um, throughout the year. But for me, one of the big things, my habits, if I'm going to just list one, it's just like microdosing mobility. 
or maybe I don't have a full, you know, because again, if anybody who does mobility, you get into it, you become addicted to it in some weird kind of way. We feel like a half hour could go by and you haven't even touched half your body. Right. So a lot of times I don't have that. But if I have five minutes, I'm like, okay, I can roll the bombs in my feet. I lucky enough, I work in a building that has a full pull-up bar and a rig. So I can go and just do like hangs for a minute and let my spine open up, let it decompress, open up my shoulders. And I might only have 60 seconds or two minutes, but I'm doing a lot of that stuff. So if you find like there's things you want to work on, like Heather mentioned, she'll walk away from technology, do like downward dog, maybe Spider-Man steps, you name it. If you want to be more mobile and you hate mobility, it might be beneficial for you to just break it up in these little increments. Like, hey, I'm just going to get down into like a, you know, a, a deep squat here for a second, or I might touch my toes for a little bit. And that's a nice way to A, break up your time with technology. Maybe you can get outside if it's not, you know, five degrees where you're at and do mobility at the same time. So those three things that you're going to improve on could all be done in like one simple swipe. Right. And for me, it just like, I, I can't handle it. I'll start feeling sore just sitting on my computer and my posture, I'll start feeling those aches and pains. So I have to do mobility every day. And it, it makes, it really does help me out. And then it allows me to work out harder and more consistently. I feel like daily. Um, and then I just mentioned daily greens with lemon water, which I always try to do my athletic greens every day. Um, nature, get outside adventures. So make sure I schedule those. 10k steps if I can. Like I mentioned, I'll walk when the dog. When do you never not get 10k steps? Yeah, I, I, I'm really good about that habit. You're weird about it. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> yeah, like. Weird. But it, for me, it's like walking is such a stress relief for me, and. But so, you do it like it's a game. Like you're but trying I to beat me. But I also like have to. I just. How many steps get you get obsessed today? with it? Yeah. Um, and then I put budget, financial goals, saving money. Um gratitude practice I need to be better about just staying consistent with a morning routine for me it's like if I can just do it for like an hour I mean an hour Uh, I mean you're (laughs) you're married to me so I think being grateful for an hour every morning would be a proper amount of time no like one to two minutes in the morning just have some breathing meditation prayer little practice kind of set myself up for success for the day um, which I'm still going to focus on being better. I listed that as one of my main goals for the 47 days. Um, and then the days that I have more time, write out a gr- gratitude list just to kind of help me focus on all of my blessings and just be more present in that day. And what else? Workout routine. I mentioned mobility, stretching daily, which we already touched on. Relationships. So what can I improve, add, remove from my social environment? And it could also be with you. What can I add or remove as far as um, just negative habits that I... What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean here? What do you mean? Do you want to go into detail? No? No. I didn't even sleep at home last night, you guys. I'd had enough. I'm just like, I can't even be around you. I got to go sleep at my He's parents' house. He's such a liar. Did I, did I sleep at home last night? No, you didn't. But it's because... The annual rock and roll marathon. They is. trap. They trap us in our neighborhood. <laughs> they we're in the prison. Can't even get out. So the rock and roll marathon, which I've done the half marathon for rock and roll. So they do the five k half and then full marathon. And the the course um, is through downtown Tempe, Scottsdale, like downtown, Phoenix. and then Central Phoenix. 
but our neighborhood's so close to downtown Scottsdale that they block off and barricade basically us in. And you can only obviously get out by walking or riding your bike. So Jeremy spent the night at his mom mom's house. I'm like, I'm sure she loved it. It's like yes. you're a kid again. <laughs> Was a nice but break. I know you also enjoy the break for me. <laughs> Only on certain days, dude. Anybody who's married knows. It's uh, one day at a time. No, I get it. Uh, but no, on the relationship piece, too, for people listening, you know, it, it's, you know, the phrase I always use is like, you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. Well, it's evaluating. Yeah. Who are you spending the most time with? What's your circle of friends like? The negative people that you want to spend less time around? And just setting some guardrails and boundaries in those areas. And then lastly, I do like to have kind of a big dream manifestation for the full year. Like, what do I want to accomplish or what are my dreams moving forward? And so those can be travel destinations, um, an example for someone else could be like your dream job or a new home. Um, what is your dream job? What? I know what it, I know what your dream job is. Maybe you don't even know, but I'm asking you off the top. Like, do you know? <laughs> I already know what yours is. Playing with animals. But the the video <laughs> we watched this week. Oh yeah. In Alaska. It went viral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you want to describe it? You can. So this lady basically drives. It looks like a. Like a small bus? Is it a bus? It's a school bus. It's like a small school bus, and it's in Alaska, right? She drives around Alaska and basically picks up dogs. She's the dog sitter. Mm-hmm. And the dogs come on with their little vests and stuff, and they clip them into seats, but they know where they sit. So let it be like, you know, come on, Rocky. Like, come on, like, Billy. And, like, the dogs will get on the bus, and she just drives them around, and they go hang out, like, I'm assuming, like, at her house or a business or something. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the coolest thing I've ever yeah. seen. Um, and I love what I do and that seems like 10,000 times better (laughs) than like what I do for a living. Um, it is so cute. It's probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. Now, like all the major US, USA Today reshared it on their Instagram. I saw it on People Magazine. (laughs) Yeah. That would be a dream job. Like that seems like the funnest, most, you know, heartfelt thing you could do every day Mm -hmm. other than like work a real job for money well and it's like you're helping out the dogs but you're you're helping out the owners because they have to work during the day so it's like you're just doing something great for the community yeah (laughs) but that would be your dream job yeah anyways um so your 47 day ones yeah so specifically no drinking for 47 days one week at a time is kind of what i'm focusing on again not focusing on the results from that but just focusing on but how hard is it for you after like a, a week after so for me coming like, off of the yeah, holidays it's not hard it's not hard for me um i would say during certain parts of the year it is but when i'm fed up i'm fed up and then i just i just cut it out instantly I think for a lot of people, that's why I say, like, I go back to the dry January. That's probably the easiest and the best month for people to try mm-hmm. it and do it. Cause There's not really a lot going on. And you just came off of probably a couple of weeks of yeah. drinking and eating shit. Mm-hmm. So you get to that point where you're like, man, you I just feel gross. gross and sick and tired. And so. And for you, that's probably the, the best thing. Like, that's the mm-hmm. only thing. And not that you. Because I eat really healthy. Yes. Obviously, I can 
do even better. Like I, you know, sometimes snack too much, things like that. But again, not obsessing over my but even that, nutrition. The, the evolution of that, even for you and for me and for most people who listen, the snacking you do, like I mean, you don't really, well, I don't know if you snack, you might just eat more than you want to. But if that food you're eating is so much better than it was five years right. ago. Right. It's like, it's all Ten years real ago. food. It's not like the snacks are usually organic or just, you know, low sugar or whatever. And so, things that like agree with your body. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. And sometimes you need that. Mm-hmm. And then my other one was just morning routine, like I mentioned. So that's a huge area I want to focus on. And even if it's just starting small with one to two minutes every morning to help me mentally and emotionally for the day to just be the best version of myself. Um, and so I can be better to everyone around me. Including, including you. Including me. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, going back to the food, eating real nutritious food, well-balanced meals, cooking more. I feel like for a while I just was not really – it was very simple, not cooking, just easy. I call it heating up. Yeah. <laughs> You're heating up uh, vegetables. You uh, baked twice this week. That seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. It's so much work, though, dude. I'm going to say this to everybody. Like you said the other day, you're like, I don't know like how people do this with like if both people work, mm-hmm. but you have a bunch of kids and shit and you're going to make this elaborate ass meal. No. Like the amount of mess it creates. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'll just grill a steak and eat it. I'm all about simple recipes and, you know, not a lot of ingredients that you have to buy and um, quick you know, anything under an hour for sure. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, but I do enjoy cooking. It's just I don't like making the time for it. And that's tough. And again, like not stressing over, we have our 47 day right now. So it's good for people to understand macro macronutrients. And if you have goals, definitely focus on understanding how to track your food just to know where you're at and where you fall within those ranges. But for me, like just not obsessing over it and just going by how I feel, listening to my body. Um, if there's, you know, a new recipe that I'm not, I'm not sure how much is in it, then that's like where I would like to track it and just kind of start me off with the next couple of weeks. Okay, I'm going to track my food, see where I'm at, here are my goals, but then not just be so like rigid. It just, it depends on the person, but I've mentally it's like causes more stress I think for me and at this point in my life I'm like I just focus on eating healthy and not trying to overeat not trying to undereat. well I think for most people it's, it's probably a good approach and again I'm generalizing here as everybody is different for some people tracking every calorie is that discipline that they need and it gives them a freedom to do different things like logging all the meals before they <clears throat> excuse me actually put them in their body might be the best bet. For me, it sounds like a nightmare. It sounds awful. But for some people, that works. Yeah. I do think there's a general education piece that has to take place. Like, So you have no clue about you know how dense foods are in terms of calories and or nutrients. Logging it and tracking it, at least for a little while, for a lot of people, I do think is very educational and beneficial. Not that you have to do it forever. And to Heather's point, like you don't have to live and die by the numbers. They're just ranges anyway. And nobody has ever come in here and said, you know what, Jeremy, I just, I, I'm eating way too many asparagus. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing that's crushing me. Th- those aren't the things that, that get you. The stuff that gets you 
is typically like super dense things, alcohol for one. Um, but like things like peanut butter, maybe, you or know, just or, uh, really sugar. Like I like to look at and just know, not that you like, I, I can only have five grams of sugar, no, but you're just, just aware. Just seeing how many grams like for that week or, you know, day to day on average. And then how much fiber am I getting? Because I feel like that's a really hard one for most people to achieve. And so it's just helpful to kind of see. For poops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but there's so many other benefits to fiber. Agree. But I think for people, if you're listening for, can you pull up the numbers? I think for females, it's, you got to be doing probably like 25 grams a day. And dudes, I think it's even more like over 30. Or maybe for every, you know, thousand calories you eat, it's probably at least 10 grams of fiber, give or take, something like that. Women should eat at least 21 to 25 grams of fiber a day, while men should aim for 30 to 38. And so for people listening, not to sit here and talk about taking dumps, but... It's important, and if you're not going to the bathroom like on a regular basis, and the consistency is not correct, and you're feeling like a bag of shit, odds are like your gut health is probably not in line, and maybe a lack of fiber uh, definitely can be the culprit. Because in a lot of this, this again, when I say eat real food, basically we just mean as close to real as possible and like minimally processed foods. It's the hyper processed stuff that's mm-hmm. so fake and devoid of all nutrients. When there's no fiber in it, you're just pumping in calories, and it's like you realize like how much your colon can store and your intestines mm-hmm. can store at one time and you can get real backed up real quick. And also some other benefits of high fiber is uh, it helps control blood sugar levels. So that's huge and helps you with your cravings. And then it aids in healthy weight management, helps you live longer, lowers cholesterol. So you definitely need to watch your fiber and make sure you're, you're getting enough daily Worst case scenarios, grow a bunch of chia seeds, man. Throw them into your life. It makes life way yeah. easier, super quick. And the omegas is mm-hmm. a nice little benefit too. And then lastly, I just put budget. So communicate with Jay weekly, map out each month expenses, which that's on my to-do list today to map out February and just track our savings so we can reach our next goal. Uh, yeah, and anybody listening, if that is something important to you, I do think giving every dollar kind of an assignment and a name and knowing where it's going is going to help you guys go a long way because the, the way I look at finance and, you know, weight, um, are very similar. Like you can wander into, to being overweight real quick and these little habits can just keep digging a hole for you. And so you can't really, you know, ever reach like a healthy weight or kind of get to where you want to be. And it's the same thing for your money it's those little things that keep dragging you down over and over and over. Those little habits are going to hold you back from maybe buying your first property or paying off your student loans or, you know, uh, getting rid of a car payment. Those things are, are buying a, a second place or saving for retirement, you name it. For a lot of people, obviously I know income stuff is an issue in America, but it's not always just an income issue. It's a spending issue for a lot of people. And it's those little habits, man. If you can really be diligent about where your money is going, it can change your life the same way if you get diligent about, you know, where kind of your calories are going and what type of foods you're eating, it can also change your life. Absolutely. Um, So the article, we're just going to kind of play off of a little bit here. Obviously, James Clear, if you guys know uh, the book, Atomic Habits is a great book. I've referenced on here a bunch of times. Uh, He puts out a bunch of really good stuff. Uh, There's just a handful of things on here talking about, you know, if you really want to change the habits you have, you're going to have to change the behavior pattern. And some of the, the biggest mistakes that 
uh, people make. We'll talk about ones that I've made, that we've made, and then, you know, kind of what I've seen here um, with our athletes over the past, you know, probably 15 years. And I use nutrition, and, and Heather and I talk about it because it's, it's probably the hardest one to master. A lot of people can get excited about exercise. It elicits a feeling, you get sweaty, you're coming in here, you're crushing it. Um, there's a sense of energy, especially when you train in a community, even online, you know, there's a, uh, like reciprocation with somebody when you guys are, are sharing workouts, the food stuff is tough because you have this learned behavior of eating that's been established. If you're 25 over the past 25 years, if you're 35, it's 35. If you're 50, it's 50. And we're not trying to change the skill of eating because that's the same for all of us. We grab food, we put in our mouth, we grab stuff, we drink it. That's really basic. You're trying to change the behavior pattern of that, of why you grab this thing versus that thing, why you drink this thing and not that thing, why you skip this and do this other thing. That's where the tough part comes in. And one of the biggest ones is people try to change everything at one time. And if we talk about like nutrition specifically, I'm not saying you can't do that, but it's really tough to do. If you're the person who drinks booze every day and eats fast food every day, to, to, to try to jump into like my lifestyle, Mm-hmm. would be way too extreme. It's completely ridiculous. You can't do that. So it's like, just pick one thing. If it's alcohol, do alcohol. If it's processed food, maybe just start, start there first. Or if you can, if you can't give something up and you're not willing to, if it's like, Hey man, I drink beer every day. Can you just drink beer six days a week? Well, in, in the article, it's research shows focusing on changing a very small number of habits at the same time. Um, the highest number you should focus on is only three. So example, a tiny habit such as flossing or one push up per day or saying each day when I get out of bed, it's going to be a great day. So these little tiny habits to focus on, nothing extreme, nothing that's going to overwhelm you to where you just quit immediately. It's just starting small. I think that for anybody, if you're like new to the gym or you're new to fitness, or maybe you haven't listened to us ramble on before, it's daunting at first because we all start in the same spot. Like I, at some point it was my first day in the gym, whether you want to believe that or not. Like I started the same way everybody listening started. I couldn't do a push up, I couldn't do a squat. I couldn't do a pull up. But over time you build on those little tasks and habits. If I looked at that first day, I walked into the gym to, you know, my old ass today, I'd be like, well, there's no way I can get there. There's no way that can happen yet. Here we are. And you guys are all the same way. If you're somebody who is, you know, you're, you're struggling in debt and you can't get that figured out, you're not, you can't look at somebody who has $10 million and be like, that seems impossible. Cause at some point that person who has $10 million started where you were, mm-hmm. we all started in the same spot, but it's you trying to go from grade one to grade 10 in a day that can't be done. You guys got to go through the grades and those are just little baby steps along the way. And the article talks about picking a keystone habit if you're struggling. And for us, obviously, our, our keystone habit that we've established over the years is working out. So um, when when you're trying to change a behavior or routine for the rest of your life, so for working out for us is something that is a non-negotiable. Like every week we work out and when we get to the gym or we're exercising outside, it just creates that ripple effect in your day. And so you get these secondary benefits Um, throughout your day. You're going to have better focus, better productivity with your job. You have the mood and energy enhancement. 
you tend to eat better and sleep better. So it's like if you can just focus on having a keystone habit, it will, research shows, it will spill over into other benefits and you'll start to establish other healthy habits I think I do think fitness is probably the most important one. Obviously, this is a fitness podcast and I'm a fitness person, so I'm going to say that. But if I wasn't, I I still think that would be the root of it all. Because if you can control how you eat and how you train and, and when you get up and when you go to sleep, it's the base of everything you do. If you can transform your physical flesh, everything else, in my opinion, becomes much easier. Now, some people have a mental block because they can't take this one skill and apply it to everything else. But if you look at it from a different lens, it really is the same, in my opinion. The way that I balance how I eat is the same way I balance money. And it's the same way I balance things in my business. Like they all do bleed into each other. And I do feel they are, you know, it's all fitness and it's all not fitness, what I say. So I think if you guys can have a base, be something and look at if it's your life right now and maybe you don't, you're not great with fitness or you're not great with your nutrition, look at something in your life that you're already awesome at and just simply reverse engineer that thing and be like, well, how did I get good at this? How did I become a great mom? How did I become a great engineer? How did I become an awesome teacher? Whatever the thing is. And you can take those same traits and put them into something else that you're not great at. And I promise you, if you do that consistently, it's going to level up pretty fast. Yeah, and they going back to just starting with a habit that is too big is a big mistake that people make all the time. So starting small, the example, if you want to read more books, start with two pages each night. Or if you want to meditate, like I had mentioned, just one minute each morning. So don't make it overcomplicated because you're not going to follow through most likely. No, and if you're a person, if it's, hey, I'm you know $30,000 in debt, you're not going to pay off 30 grand in a day, dude. You just pay off a dollar and another dollar and another dollar. And that will compound over time. It's the same thing. If you got, you know, a hundred pounds to lose, that sucks, man, but it's not going to happen in a week. It's not going to happen in six months. It might take you a year or two years to do it. So just focus on a pound here, a pound here. And even inside of that in fitness, it's not just about the weight. There's so many things happening in those transformations. So as you guys are moving towards, you know, changing these habits there you're changing as a person along the way and that's why i always say just write things down and audit you know how you feel throughout this process remember the frustrations remember how it's hard to get the traction going and then over time you gradually just move into a new human along the way and then another problem most people make is seeking the results like we mentioned and not a ritual or a process Um, because you know, you'll hear every conversation most likely about goals and resolutions is focused on some type of result. What do you want to achieve? How much weight do you want to lose? How much money do you want to save? How many books do you want to read? How much less do you want to drink? And naturally we are just outcome focused because we want our new behaviors to deliver new results. Um, and like Jeremy mentioned, it's like falling, falling in love with the process and, focusing on that day-to-day, those small habits that you can incorporate and not focusing on that big result um, will get you where you want to go. Well, for fitness, I think you have to enjoy part of what you're doing. Like you can't dread working out every day and be successful. You can't dread mobility every day and actually stick with it. That's why I always harp on like find the thing that you like to do. It doesn't have to be 
my stuff. It doesn't have to be CrossFit. It doesn't have to be bodybuilding. It doesn't have to be Zumba. It can be a mix of all those things, or it can be none of those things. And it can be the thing that pulls you out of bed and that gets you excited to go actually move and do it. Now, there's going to be days where it sucks and you have to talk yourself into it. Even I do that as much as I love it. And there has to be a base there. Hopefully it's, you know, rooted in strength training and some metabolic work. But if you're a person who just like loves to go hiking and love to do yoga and that's the base of what you do and that gets you, you know, from point A to point B, like that's totally okay. But if you're dreading it every day and it seems like it's a chore and it's always a grind and it's always work, you're probably not going to be successful. I mean, there's some people, I guess, who are so laser focused on the end result that just out of like, you know, sheer fucking will, they can just grit their teeth and push through it. But all of the people that I've met that are successful in anything, especially in like transforming their physical body, if it's, they have a great marriage, they have an awesome career, you know, they become financially successful. They do enjoy huge parts of it. If I hated doing this, there's no way anybody would listen to me. If I hated doing the podcast, if mm -hmm. I, if I hated fitness, I would have quit so long before because it's, it's too hard and you don't, you don't see the payoff and you don't make nearly enough progress early on to continue to keep going. And that's why I urge everybody like find your person and find the things that you like to do. And Heather can maybe speak on this too. Like you reframe what you think is cool. You know, like I, I always will go back to finance because it's, it's an Achilles heel for a lot of people. You have to like think it's cool to save money and pay off your debts. You have to think it's cool to invest money for your future self, as opposed to just saying, I'm going to buy a new handbag and I'm going to take like all these trips and be completely dead broke living check to check. I'm not saying you can't go do fun shit and buy awesome stuff. That's super cool. But if you reframe it in your mind, it makes it easier to stay the path, especially when initially it sounds like that's not fun. Like who wants to give up drinking booze and just be healthy? Like it sounds like that's not fun. It's boring. <laughs> Heather keeping it real, you guys. <laughs> well, there's a, I, I'm not. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's boring. It's not as fun. <laughs> well, guys, that's the podcast for today. Um, welcome. Uh, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing but with you. Then I remind myself, wow, how great do I feel? And, you know, it's, it's just. Finding out, you know, what works good for you, but understanding that there's a lot of negatives, basically all negatives that are attached to it. So. Is, does anything good happen? You know, um, I will say this, like I have some great memories of being shit faced. And um, I'm not even talking about that, but it's like, no, I am. it's fun. I am. <laughs> I'm I, talking about just going out to dinner. I have great memories being hammered. Having yeah. like a couple glasses of wine. Like it's fun and it tastes good to me. You know what I mean? Well, and I think that's for everybody listening. Like that's where the balance comes into play. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, dry January or her going, you know, 47 plus days with, with no booze. That's an external challenge, you know, to kind of push yourself from, from being fit to being maybe a different level of fit and habits. And it just, it's a discipline in showing you, you can do something for probably other things also in life. But I will say like, if you do it long enough, it, it, there's a sense of pride that comes with Absolutely. it and a sense of accomplishment. Like you, f to least to me anyway, and this, again, this is how I frame it. I'm a badass. Mm -hmm. I can fucking go this long without doing this thing. Like this, this substance, whether it's drugs, alcohol, cookies, whatever the fuck that doesn't control me. Mm -hmm. I control it. I'm choosing not to have it, even though I know 
drinking beers and eating pizza is awesome, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I don't want to do that every day. Uh, remember Italy, like we need to go back. Drinking I just, great wine, Mediterranean beer, and eating pizza like every day. Uh, I <laughs> think pasta. I think in Italy, I <laughs> ate pizza every day and I drank Peronis every day yeah. and I lost 10 pounds. I'm just throwing that out there, everybody. I'm I think saying, we got like 30,000 steps every day. And like the gyms we could work out in were terrible. Tiny. Yeah, it was rough. But we were outside so much doing like other activities. But I would highly recommend Italy if you ever get a chance, you guys um, put on your bucket list. Definitely worth it. Um, we how, it was on a side note, how many times do we eat pizza last year? We really haven't ate pizza a lot. Twice. We did New Year's weekend was most recently. That's what I'm saying. Which was really good. Um, Pizza Lisa in Sedona. We need to just make, I was actually thinking about it from the cookbook that we have, the Get Lean Gluten-Free cookbook. The, the, the chicken pizza is good. Yeah, there's a couple pizzas. Um, chicken barbecue pizza. That we would make at home that we haven't made in a really long time. So the barbecue chicken and then I usually do like a pesto, pesto prosciutto one. They're good. Yeah. But I don't... They're I not the same. No, no, no. <laughs> no. They're good. They're like good. They're more like flatbread, healthy flatbread. What I describe that as is like the pizza we make at home I think is good. And then we go out and eat like real pizza. Mm-hmm. And then our pizza sucks. It's like when I came home the other day and you're like, hey, do you want to try one of these chocolate banana muffins? I'm like, let me drink my athletic greens first. Because if I eat this chocolate stuff before that, my athletic greens are going to suck. And I made the mistake of eating it before, and then I didn't want to take my athletic greens. It's it's like when you eat like like fake ice cream, you know, after you eat Ben and Jerry's or something, you're like, oh, yeah, this is the real shit, and I'm yeah. the, the not stuff. Anyways, my point, I don't know, what my point was, I miss pizza too, um, <laughs> and and beer. Uh, again, no, it's it's establishing that ritual routine, those habits that will turn those behaviors into consistency. Um, and like you had mentioned earlier, the ritual. So in the article, a ritual is a highly precise behavior you do at a specific time so that it becomes automatic over time and no longer requires much conscious intention or energy. And if anybody's listening, you already are doing that even if it's in a negative way. And I don't think anybody talks about this nearly enough. Well, Jeremy, what do you mean? Well, if my behavior is I come home, I grill dinner, I sit down, pet the dog, Heather and I catch up, do whatever, that's become a ritual now for me. I pretty much do it the same way every day. Mm -hmm. I, maybe to a fault, like a robot, I do the same shit almost every single day. Like that's just how I live. But if you find yourself coming home and I'm not vilifying alcohol. If you want to drink 10 beers a day and you feel good, keep doing it. But if you come home and it's always like two glasses of wine, three glasses of wine with your dinner mm-hmm. or with your, you know, when you're relaxing, that's become your ritual. And you don't even think about it anymore. You just do it. Well, I sit by the pool. I drink a margarita. Well, I, you know, it's ladies night. I drink wine. Sorry if I'm generalizing. But I'm like, that's what you, that's what you do. And to break that is very tough because now that same activity is devoid of that thing that you think it needs. But you can still sit by the pool. Mm-hmm. And not drink margaritas. Albeit it might suck. And not be as fun. As Heather pointed out. I go, but I'm not saying do that forever. But maybe. Space so- it out. And sometimes give your body that. a break. Because 
for me, that's the biggest thing is understanding when you really look at the science of how it affects your brain, your internal organs, your hormones. That's like my reason is, yes, obviously the physical benefits of, you know, it can help you lose weight and fat. But for me, it's like, what is it doing to me mentally and like internally? And that's where I'm like, okay, if I can take long breaks throughout the year here and there, at least I'm moving in the right direction. Well, and it goes to show you like you control it. It doesn't control you. Yeah. And that doesn't got to be booze. It could be for some people it's popcorn. Mm -hmm. It's potato chips. You you name it. It's just, I think sometimes taking those gaps and breaks and it's showing yourself that I can change this and control it. Well, and I'm not a person that would have it with dinner every, you know, multiple drinks a night. But yeah, it was definitely like I would get into patterns like every weekend and, or, and so I just, I'm like, oh, I would like to space it out and. I did it in the fall and I'm ready to do it now that the holidays are over. <laughs> well, it's what, cause you're putting guardrails in place mm-hmm. and when there's no guardrails in place, things can get loose pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Like you, if it's with the booze and you, it's not like you're a, a boozer every day, but you can get into, well, I'll have a glass on Wednesday cause I had a rough day or I'm going to have one on mm-hmm. Friday. And I, I mirror that with, again, you guys budgeting money because if you're not strict and have these guardrails in place, well, we can spend some money on this and well, it's okay here. No, no. If you have a goal, you just get laser focused and you put your head down and you guys will get there. And I always go back to, for me, like the hardest thing for me was probably like just quitting uh, chewing tobacco Mm -hmm. because it was part of every activity I did. And you don't notice that when you first start doing anything, whether it is, you know, drugs or alcohol, or even for me, you know, chewing, I would do it. Well, if I'm going to do homework, I'm going to have a chew. And then I'm like, well, every time after I eat. And then, well, if I want to play video games. And then it was, well, if I'm shit-faced. And then you realize, I'm like, I'm basically doing it after all my life activities. So now this is controlling my life. And then I would say, well, I'm going to quit. And then I'm like, well, uh, it doesn't control me. I can quit. I'm just going to have two a day. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to, well, and that's three a day. And then, it, well, maybe it's one a day. And it took me probably 25 different times and different gaps in my life to actually kick what is a disgusting super fucking addictive habit. And I see that with a lot of people with food, alcohol, and a myriad of other things that kind of hold them back. And it's not like I started chewing five times a day in a whole tin when I was 15 years old. It started with one. And then gradually, I just built on these terrible rituals that became ingrained in my life. And that's why I talk about this. It was like a coping mechanism, you know, for many people. It's like, you know, I'm stressed. Oh, I need to have a stimulant yeah something to help me relax and and it just when you really read the science and the research it really it you know can temporarily and then it actually will bite you in the ass like the next day and for and some, then you keep wanting it and your brain keeps relying on it and then that's where people get into trouble and people do that with food mm-hmm. oh well pizza makes me feel well i'm gonna quote heather here Chocolate just makes me happy. It really does. <laughs> but now it's like... Well, now you see, you've I evolved can, though. Mm-hmm, I can have, which I eat a lot of dark chocolate and I don't feel bad about it at all because first of all, it's like 80 to 90%. <laughs> it's not the same. And there's like, no, I buy the really high quality, no added sugar. So really boring chocolate, but to me, it still tastes really good and it has a lot of benefits. There's a lot of health benefits too eating dark chocolate, uh, lower inflammation, 
there's antioxidants, um, magnesium, all of those things. So. Well, your palates change too mm-hmm. over years. Like where? Well, and I factor into my day. So. Well, if you think about for us, like when we used to eat Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. I don't. They're not that good. No, anymore. they just taste processed. The little ones. Yeah. I think Elise tastes kind of real, but I. I ate, feel sick. I ate one during Christmas. And I'm like, this tastes like shit. It's crazy I'm saying that. I just that. would rather eat the Perfect Cups or the um, oh, Justin's yeah. Justin's Cups. I think the Perfect Cups are better. Perfect Cups are better. And then there's also another brand out there. Is it Theo? I think. I've seen those. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people listening, the uh, the Perfect Bars, they're the ones that are in the refrigerated section. Mm-hmm. They make these dark chocolate sea salt peanut butter cups. Mm-hmm. They're great. They're good, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Try them, see what you think. I mean, if you're used to like the really highly you know, processed, not that those aren't processed. I'm like, they're just, they don't have the added shit in them and the ingredient quality Chemicals, is way better. Yeah. It's all real food is mm-hmm. what they put into them, which is great. Um, I just think they taste better. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, obviously you can tell we're hungry um, today. <laughs> what is the next one on the list? Um, just another mistake people do is not changing their environment. So the article saying, you know, they've never seen a person consistently stick to positive habits in a negative environment. You can frame this statement in many different ways. So it is nearly impossible to eat healthy all the time if you're constantly surrounded by unhealthy food. It is nearly impossible to remain positive all the time if you're constantly surrounded by negative people. It's nearly impossible to focus on a single task if you're constantly bombarded with text messages, notifications, emails, questions, other digital distractions. True. And lastly, it's nearly impossible to not drink if you're constantly surrounded by alcohol or smoke or whatever you want to put in there. I do think your environment is, I don't know if it's the most important thing, but it's pretty fucking close, man, in my opinion. It just is. From the people you surround yourself with every single day, and sometimes that's in your house, and I've said this before, I had to create a fake world that I now live in to be this person in every way, shape or form. I really did. And I, maybe people don't believe that, but I'm like, I had to run my own business and have it be surrounded by, you know, the things that play to my strengths to be here today. And I don't put myself in situations that I'm going to be tempted to do dumb things. And that's hard to do upfront, especially when you guys are trying to like change the culture of what you've always done with your friends and family, because you might be known as the person who, you know, always spends money frivolously, but now you don't want to be that person. Or you're the person who would always go out in your life of the party and you get shit faced. always host the big parties at your house. Yeah. Or you're the person who says yes to everything mm-hmm. and you go to every single thing, even though it's a detriment to your goals and your overall health and it's not making you happy anymore, but you've just assumed this role for so long people expected of you and you're, basically trying to play the part but just if you're listening you can change Mm -hmm. like you have to do what's best for you and I mean that with all sincerity like and if again I said earlier you can't change the people around you but you can change the people around you I'm not saying get rid of your friends and family and like leave your husband or wife that's not what I'm saying but you have to surround yourself in different ecosystems and environments I like we would not be here today like if I'm just straight up like two dumbass, dead broke kids that we were. We were. We're idiots. We would not be here if I didn't meet 10 different people, whether it be the Brent Orms of the world, the David Jacks of the world, the Mike D's of the world, like all these people. 
and I've took all these best things. I'm like, okay, well, this is my circle. These guys did all these things wrong financially and in their business. Let me learn from that. And let right. me put that into my business. This David Jack is, you know, fitness Jesus. I'm like, he's a great human. Let me not be such an asshole and do some of the things he does. And so boom, boom, boom. That's my point. You can beg, borrow, and steal from each other. And you guys know the saying, like, rising tides raise all ships. It's like iron does sharpen iron. When you hang around with savages, whether it be in, you know, education or fitness or finance or just life, you're going to be much more like those people. Mm-hmm. And when I feel like we've created this community here, pretty much everybody that comes here, I feel like, is a lot of them are high achievers. A big portion, percentage of JSF people that come here are high achieving people. And in one way or another in mm-hmm. their life, they're all yeah. awesome at something, 100%. Yeah. And that's super rare. Uh, Nobody here sucks, mm-hmm. really. Well, we might get one or two here or there. But they never say never. We usually, they don't last long. The point is, is that, you know, and that, that could be your coworkers. It could be your family. It could be your gym community. It could be your church community. Who knows? But if you want to be better at something, you want to be healthier. Uh, you want to be better with money. You want to be more educated. You want to be more giving. Hang out with people who are doing those things and are doing it at a, a better clip than you and just sit there and listen and kind of emulate what's going on. It will help you get there. I promise you that. Yeah. So build an environment that promotes the good habits and surround yourself with people that are doing the same thing. And it will be so much easier for you to incorporate it and achieve it in your life. Um, and lastly, the other mistake most people make is assuming small changes don't add up. Do you want me to touch on it? Sure. To me, this is like the thesis of everything that I've ever done and I'll ever do. I think if most of you are like me. He is like the master of it. It's Heather fucking <laughs> hates it. But I'm like <laughs> this. Again, I don't. No, I, I hate. It's like a love-hate relationship. Because I, I absolutely absolutely understand it and I am here for it it's just it's patience number one it's always going to be patience if I knew like another way I would do it that way I just was not great at anything and I, I mean that and I, I, I always say that because people listening like well you know it's just easier for you I'm like trust me I always feel like I'm like dying to, to make everything happen that happens in my life like I feel like it's just Herculean effort, and I feel that every day. Like little baby steps every and it's, day. It's pain, like I'll never like. I, I mean, I can list a million of them that I've done, but I remember like even moving here. If I go way back, because this has been forever now, like the the money stuff was always the the one. Because I'm like it was a necessity, right? Like I would walk. I lived in the ghetto first of all. Like when I first moved here, I, <laughs> I, I need I need to share this because people I was need to like, hear. where do you live? First of all, okay. I thought it was, I'm not going to name the neighborhood in case anybody lives there. Um, I thought it was nice. Like I really, like, okay, I moved here from the Midwest. I thought it was a nice neighborhood. And then like, I remember like three days later, like three people got shot at the gas station on the corner. And I'm like, oh, maybe this isn't that nice of a neighborhood. You also had never been to like a P.F. Chang's before. I never had sushi before. I, I thought about this the other day. I was day. like, um, P.F. Chang's is just like a chain restaurant. It's not a nice restaurant. No. I mean, it's fine. No, I had been to P.F. It's like a middle. No, no, that's not true. 
I had been at P.F. Chang's once. Well, there was one other one, I'd Cheesecake never, Factory. I had never been to Cheesecake yeah, Factory before. Yeah, and I was before. like, how have you not been to uh-huh. a Cheesecake Factory? Well, because I was, I was dating a girl, and we went to P.F. Chang's once. I'm like, oh, this is so fancy. <laughs> I'm like, look at this. I'm like, I couldn't believe the prices. I thought it was fancy in, like, college. I'm not shitting you. God, this story's going to go a couple different directions. Number one, I remember um, we went out for your birthday. We surprised you for your birthday at Olive and Ivy um, one year. Mm-hmm. Monica did it. And we showed up, and I remember looking at the menu, and I'm not kidding. I'm like, what are these numbers um, by the, the food? Because they were like, guys, I'm not shitting you. I didn't know what the fucking numbers were. Because it wasn't a dollar sign. It was like 42, 56. I'm like, this can't be fucking money. I like literally was in utter shock. First of all, I didn't have any money, so I'm like, I'm in a panic. Like, how are we even here right now? Like, this doesn't make any sense. So I was very – I thought about that the other day when I was driving. I'm like, dude, I know – I'm obviously older now. I know so much stuff and I've been to so many places and had so many experiences. Like when I moved here, nothing like the bare fucking minimum, which has nothing to do Same with, with me. Same with me. Yeah. But like, I just was exposed. To yours more. was so much more than, than me, but we're both obviously. Well, I didn't have money. <clears throat> I didn't have money at when, after I graduated college, I you was had, in debt. You had negative money. Yeah. So um, we were two dummies. The point I'm driving at is for the the small little habits. When I moved here, I lived in an upstairs bedroom of my buddy's place in the ghetto. And I paid 450 bucks a month to live with us. A bunch of dudes living in the house, which at the time was a lot of money for me. And that upstairs bedroom will get to be about 200 degrees uh, as soon as the sun hit it, which was rough. And I would walk to the Fry's grocery store about two blocks down with 20 bucks a week. That was I was living on at the time. And and a Heather and a, and I need people to hear this because I didn't have any money and I needed to make this work because if I went broke here, I was gonna have to pack up my car with the four things I owned and drive my ass back to Minnesota and live with my dad, and then I'd be working at some fucking warehouse and you would never hear from me. So I'd walk to Fry's with twenty bucks and I lived off of tuna and oatmeal. Every, literally did. every day, and people are listening like, "What do you mean?" I go, "I would buy tuna and oatmeal." If there was a deal on eggs, maybe eggs, and if they did like the Powerade Zeros for like 30 cents, I could get them. Otherwise, I was doing water, tuna, and oatmeal. And what does that look like? You make the Quaker Oats, and then you dump the tuna can in there, and you it's stir it so together. Disgusting. And the reason you do that is because it's easier to choke it down because it's wet. Because eating dry-ass tuna is fucking miserable. And that, But I had no money. Like, that's what I did. And I'll always go back to that because I'm like, those little habits of just doing whatever you needed to do to get your ass out of debt, to have a couple of dollars, to, to invest in yourself, to buy some, you know, courses and books and certifications and what I was doing and just hustling every second of the day ultimately brought me here. I kept a lot of those same, I do a lot of these same weird things today. I will never eat fucking tuna again the rest of my life. I promise you that because it was years. I go, but it's those little things that add up, you guys. That's all part of your journey. It's the same thing with your fitness. It's doing that two minutes of mobility that you don't want to do is going to stack on. And those two minutes you're doing, you know, for the next 60 days, build on for the next 60 days and the next six months and next six years. It's those little, I can't stress enough the, the small little habits that people just blow off and they don't think matter. And especially if you're going to make a, a you know, which ultimately these small changes are a massive change. And we always say, if you, if you take care of the little things, the big things are going to take care of themselves. If you can just, you know, focus on the micro, the macro is going to work out. 
And if you really want to lose, you know, 50 pounds, if you really want to change careers, if you really want to save, you know, $50,000 to put a down payment on a house, depending on where you live, it's going to be some sacrifice. You're going to have to do some... It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have to grind your fucking face off and do some tough shit, man. It's not going to be fun. (laughs) No. And here's the thing. It should suck part of the time. But if you just like love that part of it, like this is going to suck. Like riding the assault bike sucks. Mm -hmm. Doing split squats sucks. But if you just know that going in and commit to it, what riding that bike does for you, what doing those split squats does for you, what not drinking for 50 days does for you, what living on a shoestring budget for two years will do for you. Mm -hmm. It'll pay off for the next 20 years of your life. Yeah. But you got to be in the dirt, dude. You got to be willing to be uncomfortable. And I I guess I'm getting a soapbox here because it's making me pissed off. You have to just commit to that. Waking up early every day at four o'clock, do I love it? No. Some days it sucks and I don't want to fucking be here. Like last Wednesday, I was here late as hell. I didn't want to be here. But I came Thursday morning and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is super fun. But if I'm not willing to do it Wednesday night, I don't get the opportunity to do it on Thursday. If I'm not willing to eat tuna and oatmeal for three fucking years, I can't be here today. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to do be as miserable as me. I go, but there has to be parts of it that you have to commit to you guys if you really want to make if a you transformation. Really want to, to make it happen. Like that's the biggest thing is you have to, you have to commit. It's not easy, dude. And you're if you're married, you're gonna have arguments with your husband oh, or wife. Yeah. Like Heather has, I'll die on certain things. Like her and I have, you know, had all out fights about a lot of this shit. I'm like, but if it gets mostly you mostly the finances. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and again. I'm not going to toot my own horn here. I'm like, have I steered you wrong? No, you haven't. I'm not crazy. I go, but if, you, if you're willing to commit to these little daily things, you're going to get there. It might not be as quick as you want. It might not be a, a direct line, which most you know, successful things don't happen in a, in a straight trajectory. It will happen if you keep those basic principles in place. It really will, you guys. In your physical body, in your education, in your relationship too. Um but it's the little daily things. It's like if we say I love you every day, if we kiss each other, you know, goodnight every night, like those little habits, they do matter. And if you wipe them off like they don't for long enough, all of a sudden you're going to find yourself in a relationship or in a financial state or in a physical body that you don't even recognize and you don't appreciate. I agree. Yeah, if you're serious about building a new habit, then you, again, like we keep saying you have to start with something small and you have to stick with it every single day and then once you've repeated it enough times and you can worry about increasing it and the intensity but you just have to just start like you have to take the action and you have to get in the mindset of I am going to achieve this this is how I'm going to do it and um, there's nothing that's going to hold me back and it's hard <laughs> and I struggle with certain goals still that I need to be better at achieving. But um, I think this is such a great reminder just diving into this, even for me, and helps you kind of put a structure in place moving forward. Um, but build the behavior first and worry about the results later is really what we're trying to get a- across. Because again, you started your career not where it was today. You didn't know anything. I started at the courtyard Phoenix airport. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But like, imagine that, like, that's where you started to today. Like when I met you, like we didn't eat healthy. 
Yeah. Like we did the best. We thought we were kind of. But, but again, like when I met you, <laughs> we're also meeting. Hey, want to meet me at the bar at 10 p.m.? Yeah, we were still in like college mode, but we also were like early 20s. But so yeah, we could. <laughs> like I, I, I thought about that the other night when you looked at me. I'm like, oh, it was 8, 18. And I was like, I can't even believe I was still awake. And I looked at you. I go, can you imagine we used to go to the bar? I would meet you at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And we like, that's when we started drinking was 10. Yeah, it's so crazy. That we <laughs> now see I'm 10 like, PM. yes, I'm in bed by 9 p.m. But the point I, I mean is that you've evolved over the years. Mm-hmm. Your eating habits have changed. Your career has changed. You were a broke, you know, dummy. It's like getting into that groove of consistency because once you do, I feel like that's when you have the breakthrough and that's when you start to crave it where you don't want to, as soon as you do, because you're going to have like setbacks, you're going to have an inconsistent day or something that happens. But then I feel like once you're in that, you have that momentum established, then you're already going to be, your brain's trained and your body's trained to be like, okay, nope, let's get back to it the next day. Tomorrow's a new day and keep up the momentum moving forward. If it, if it really means something to you, if it, if it doesn't, then I think that's where people just quit. But Well, when you think about it, you just, it's not like you, it doesn't happen in, a, in an instant. It, you, it almost happens with you even realizing it. Like one day you wake up and you're like, wow, I have good mobility. Well, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Like I'm fit. How did I get here? Well, I'm financially independent. How did I get here? It's, that's what I'm saying is like, it's the little things that just snowballed over time where all of a sudden you wake up now and you can talk about finance now in a way that you couldn't five years ago. Right. How'd that happen? You you magically just got it inserted no, in your brain I, one day? I made it a priority to learn more about it and educate myself and communicate with you and other people who are experts in their field. And then I started to realize, wow, I, I do need to incorporate more of this into my life, not just for myself, but for us. So I, I going back to sometimes if it's not enough big, it's not enough to just do it for yourself, then think of the, the people that you can do it for, like your kids or your spouse, your family. Um, and maybe that will help drive you to accomplish it, not just for yourself. And it's just little, you surround yourself with the right stuff. Like for you, your nutrition education five years ago till today, mm-hmm. you're two different people. Mm-hmm. Well, how'd you get there? You just did these little things every day. Well, I'm going to read this article. I'm going to listen to that podcast. I'm going to read that book. I'm going to follow that person. And you start to absorb all these things. And now you're somebody who I would consider is educated on it. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. It's the little stuff you did. And everybody's out there grabbing for like, well, what's the massive thing I can do? I'm like, the little things you can do every day are the massive things you mm-hmm. can do. It just takes longer than you like. Absolutely. You want to read this last piece and bounce out of here? Yeah, so I shared this on my Instagram. It is from Kayla Barnes, her post. So I thought it was fitting for the new year. Life is too short to be unhappy. If you are unhappy with your body, unhappy with your health, unhappy with your work, unhappy with your relationships, unhappy with your mood, and unhappy with the direction of your life, then do something about it. You are the only person with the power to change your situation stop waiting and just start doing make a plan and commit to it you can either be temporarily uncomfortable while you improve these areas or you can remain uncomfortable for the rest of your life which i thought was amazing i mean it's the old like do you want to be hard now or do you want to be hard for the next 50 years of your existence uh i dig all that uh this 
the article that I referenced, I'm going to put in the show notes here. It's from, again, James Clear, the book uh, Atomic Habits. Um, I'll post it in there. Again, it's a great book. If you guys never listened to it, you'll get a ton of uh, awesome little nuggets in there. And again, just all about habits, dude. And I can't echo it enough. Every single person that I work with that is successful in something in life, and it might not be all areas of their life, they're implementing these in the areas that they are crushing it in. And a lot of times there is a lot of bleed over if you can just look at it from a different lens and apply it to the areas where you're not doing great. And again, I'm not perfect. Heather's not perfect. Nobody is for sure. But it's always just kind of the the striving to be a little bit better and not for the sake of just being better, but because it makes your life healthier, happier, and you enjoy the ride actually while you're here. Easy enough. Uh, anything else? Go Vikings. Let's hopefully the Vikings don't shit the bed against the Giants here. Maybe this will age like well. the Seahawks yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they sh- I mean, but the Niners should have won anyway. They played good for the first half. It was impressive. Um, but yeah, the Vikings are on here, so I'm going to watch that. Hopefully you guys have an awesome um, MLK day tomorrow. I'm going to be back on the podcast on Friday with my dude Dom, who coaches professional wrestling. I believe like WWE, WWF kind of style. I'm old school. So I'm going to talk about all the the stuff I grew up on as a kid. Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Jake the Snake, Mr. Perfect. I love wrestling, dude. Maybe that's why I always wanted to be jacked and tan. So here I am. Uh, I appreciate you guys. As always, if you're on Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star. Leave a comment. We appreciate it. If you are on Spotify, drop it a five-star. If you ever want to leave a Google review, we'll take that as well. It does help our business a ton. And uh, if you guys want to check out the Jeremy Scott Fitness app, the link's in the show notes, free week trial. If you want free samples of Athletic Greens or free samples of Beam, hit me up. If you guys are not on the Jeremy Scott Fitness newsletter, message us. I'm happy to add you. We send at least three emails a week every week, and we've done that for the past 11, 12, 13 years at this point. It's been a long, long time uh, that we've been doing that, but I try to give as much value as I can on the email front. And then most of you kids are on social, so thank you for following us there. We appreciate you have an awesome beginning to the new year, and hopefully this podcast helps you guys. Thank you, guys. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.